What's going on? Welcome in to the That Being Said podcast with the Georgeur brothers. I'm your co-host, Sammy Georgeur. And I'm George Georgeur. What's up? Welcome to the episode. If you're listening to this, this is recorded and direct from the Sand Hub. Sammy, happy Friday. And really, more importantly, happy AFC and NFC Championship weekend. I'm just going to jump right into one question for you, Sammy. Is this the best weekend of the year? Football-wise, no. I'm talking about. No, it's not okay. I mean, wild card weekend's obviously a much better weekend when you had three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. Yeah, okay. It's this Sunday the best because this is like the two biggest games, two most important. I feel like it's even sometimes better games than the Super Bowl. Is Sunday the best Sunday of the year? Uh, that's a tough question, George. I feel yeah, like every week you can make an argument to uh, – every week you can make an argument that it's the best weekend for football. True. Because – what. I mean, the regular season, technically, if I'm being honest with you, I, I prefer regular season than playoff football just because of the plethora of games. And your team's always in it. True. But the, this one, I think the quality of the games. The one thing I would like to see with these games be changed a little bit would be like 2 Eastern, 5 Eastern, like have a night game, like the 3.30. Like it's cool. but And I know in the East Coast, it's kind of like, you know, what that is night in the East Coast. But on the West Coast, man, like I feel like it's a little bit early for that big magnitude I think this week, this year is the AFC championship game going last. Like I wish the game was at five 30 evening game. It's just something about Sunday night football. Yeah. I mean, it's the same as the super bowl. So I'm kind of used to it. You it's know true. what I mean? I prefer night games, but it is what it is. It makes sense not to start at eight o'clock. No, I totally, totally <laughs> makes sense. But, but I'm George, talking about it from the stuff. I'm just selfish, bro. George, this is not our first topic. So I'm going to, I'm going to derail you. So I'm going to get to our actual first topic today. And for those that don't know, this is brought to you by the Sports on Tap. And our first topic, George, is I wanted to talk about something not football related because the majority of this is going to be football related. What I wanted to talk about is the big news in the Hollywood world. LeBron James put out this picture on his Instagram with a little video clip of Space Jam 2. And you know what people are talking about, George? Yep, I do. And I'm so, to be honest, Tired of hearing about LeBron James hair. I get it. He has a bad hairline. We've been hearing about this for years. He has a lot of money. He can rejuvenate his hairline. And to be yeah. frank, I'm just I'm just frustrated because I'm losing some hair myself. So I don't want to talk about hair because I am a little sensitive about it today. And you might not have the same money as LeBron uh, to, to do the type of hair restoration that he does. I mean, at the end of the day... Um, I've been saving some nickels. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we don't have LeBron James money. And it is uh, fascinating what he's done with his hair. And it got to the point where there's been articles online, George, that have hair experts or hair uh, restoration experts explaining. And we even have a hair restoration expert from LA uh, talking on the internet about you know him not really knowing what treatment LeBron's getting because it looks so good. And it just made me think, obviously, he's doing the million-dollar treatment. But... I kind of feel you on this. I brought this topic up, but at the same time, just as tired of I, as I am of talking about a lot of dumb things in the NBA, one of them might be LeBron James here. Because let me tell you this, George. If you had, or I had, a LeBron James money and I started to lose my hair, what would you do? I Same thing I'm doing right now. I don't even have like LeBron James money. I'm buying hair product. I'm doing every single possible thing. And I've done a really good job at it if you... 
Look at the back of my hair, the before and after pictures. Shout out for forhims.com. I know you're not a sponsor on this show, but if you want to be, you should. I used the drops. I used the pills, and my hair came back. So I'm same thing. Do you think LeBron James didn't notice that his hairline was going out? Like NBA fans on Twitter, like, look at LeBron's hairline. Like LeBron doesn't know. He knows, and he's getting it fixed. And I do exactly what LeBron's doing. More power to LeBron. Get that hairline back, brother. Well, little bit of a difference once again i'm going to ask that question one more time if we had the money to do thousands of dollars of hair restoration not saving hair you're talking about saving hair pills drops keeping it alive i'm talking about what lebron's done which is obvious mm-hmm. hair plugs i think we would oh, also do hair plugs yes. if we had that type of money yeah i know that's you what i'm saying like i i am saying i am doing what i can afford to salvage my hair and i think lebron james who can do more with the money he has to salvage his hair is doing it. So I'm taking the same amount of caution as LeBron would. Like, I'm saving my fucking hair no matter what. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, even if I didn't have that much money and I started to lose my hair young, I mean, he's a pretty young guy still. 35 is not old. Yeah, he's, and, and he's been, but he's been losing his hair for a while. Yeah, but he's been keeping it restored for a while. I think, yes, you know, absolutely. LeBron James on his, on his journey to trying to become the next Michael Jordan or become the GOAT, I think he just wanted it to be a little different. A lot of the greats as of late, you know, have always kept the short hair or the bald hair with like Kobe Bryant and the Michael Jordans. I think he was just trying to do it a, a little bit different. And Shaq. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the people we grew up with that are some of the best players did go bald. It's the high stress, maybe. I don't know. I was going to say, is there a correlation between losing hair and being a good NBA player? Um. I'm just trying to think of like the best players during my lifetime that are not white, like Dirk Nowitzki and Steve Nash, because they have a lot of hair. Um, Steph Curry has a good, pretty good amount of hair, but he's half white. Um, no, some of them. I don't know. Kawhi has Kawhi has cornrows. Ka- Kawhi uh, has good hair. Allen Iverson had cornrows, good hair. Maybe it's the cornrows. But uh, yeah, but look, here's the thing of cornrows: you can hide bald spots with cornrows if you have like grow out the sides long enough and if you have a bald patch you just do corners no one will ever know you're going bald i'm kevin garnett bald i'm pretty sure that lebron's hair could not muster up enough to do cornrows lebron no you can't do much with that but kevin durant's going kevin durant's going bald um james harden got good hair right in that big beard i guess he's bald in a little bit but no to be honest i'm sorry to tell you i think the answer is no uh, there's no correlation. I think it's like, I think there might be a slight advantage. I think we might be talking like 60% of the great players we grew up with and then for, like 60, 40, but I don't think it's a, uh, it's not that, yeah, are it's you, not that biased. Oh, you don't think that the reason Kobe, Jordan, and all these guys are good is because they were losing hair at a young age? Wow. Shocker. Uh, Kobe wasn't losing hair. He actually did the Dwayne Wade thing and just made a bust. Just, Remember Dwayne Wade yeah. grew his hair out after basketball again. Oh yeah, that's right. He did. I kind of like so, that look on him too. I know it looks better. Right? He should have kept it. Makes him look much younger. That's the one really thing. Does. I, I, uh, nothing against balding, but I don't understand the make myself look bald when I still have the hair. Don't get that. Exactly. Never me either. And I mean, one day, maybe later on in my life, I will go skinhead just to try it out. Who knows? Uh, I probably won't. <laughs> I know All right, won't. let's I know get into. No way. Let's go into AFC NFC Championship, George. Um, as you said, we wish the games were at better times, but it is what it is. And is it my favorite weekend? No, it is not. I thought about it more as I was talking about LeBron James hair. And here's the deal. Uh, At the end of the day, this weekend is unique this year. 
right? I think it's very unique in the sense that like last year, 49ers Packers, I can't say that I was as excited about Jimmy Garoppolo, Aaron Rodgers, as I would be right. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, right? So this year might have a little extra to it. Like, it You're might so be the best, best weekend this year because you have the Buffalo story, right? I mean, they haven't been to a Super Bowl since the 90s. They're kind of like that Buffalo, Cleveland, the Seattle Mariners, the Minnesota Timberwolves. They're that bad franchise. that It feels cool that they're there against Patrick Mahomes, who is trying to go to two Super Bowls out of his first three years. And then the other end, that's the young side. And then you have the Brady Rodgers on the other side. So I think at the end of the day, this year it seems extra special. But then if we had a kind of a less exciting matchup next year in this round, I think we're going to look back and like the wild card weekend more when you had three games Saturday, three games Sunday. Yeah, or the divisional round where you have two and two, like it's all weekend long. I mean, you're right. This year is an exceptional uh, amount of talent at the, especially at the quarterback position. Let's be honest. Like last year, even like the Titans versus the Chiefs, like most of America. I mean, I enjoy football, so you enjoy watching Derrick Henry run the football. But most of America, especially this round and the Super Bowl round, everyone's tuned in. Uh, even like casual fans, even sometimes mothers, grandmothers. Like you're saying, we had Tannehill Garoppolo last year. Yeah, this year you got. I mean, Rodgers, Brady, arguably the two biggest names in football in the last 20 years, not named Manning. And, and probably two of the top, what? Two top five, five six, six, six of, all of all time. And then you have Mahomes and Allen, two guys who, if they keep this trajectory, they'll be top 10 quarterbacks of all time. So um, maybe not Allen. Maybe he's more top 15, top 20. But you get the point here. I mean, he's really talented too. So, yeah, this is like uh, – this is a great matchup, and you're right. It's a unique matchup. It's just, I can't wait. For, frankly, this is, this, I'm really excited to watch this weekend. This is I'm so excited this week. Yeah, I, I've been thinking about. I it even stuttered. I, I was so excited. I stuttered. I didn't even know what to say. There, I was like, I'm so, so, so excited. Yeah, I've been thinking about it, and it's just you know, you brought up an interesting point. Before we get into kind of what we actually think about the game, is you just said something that I've been thinking about a lot, which is, yeah. You know, everyone's saying Patrick Mahomes. If there's anybody that's ever going to catch up to Tom Brady, it'd have to be somebody on Patrick Mahomes' trajectory, right? Last year, two years ago, his first year made it to the AFC Championship. Second year wins the Super Bowl. Third year back in the AFC Championship. On his way to potentially another Super Bowl, Super Bowl appearance. He's the only person, I think, right now in the league at that age that has the you know, Tom Brady trajectory possibility. It's almost impossible. Maybe, but maybe yeah. Dwayne Haskins, but okay. Yeah, you never know. Pittsburgh Steelers exactly. got signed today. Um, I I just think where it gets interesting too is like you said, Josh Allen might be here. And th- at what point, like, it, are people just outside of like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers at this generation? Do people just keep sliding down and the young guys move up, or how does the the go com- or how's the top ten conversation work? Because I feel like we're starting to get into that zone right where we have a lot more years of talent that it's so much harder to actually fit people in the top 10 even the nba like eventually if Giannis wins two championships does he slide into the top 10 now who slides out where, where, do, you, where do you put steph curry where do you put Shaq? Yeah. kobe yeah. well it's a good question sammy i mean okay so the top 10 quarterbacks that are like our life during our lifetime that have slid into the top 10 and i don't know who was in the top 10 before our lifetime um Bree slipped into the top 10 during his run. Rodgers has slipped into the top 10 during his run. Brady and Peyton Manning 
those four quarterbacks have become top ten quarterbacks before our eyes, like right Rogers? before our time. Yeah, yeah, he's Rogers top ten quarterback of all time. Did you say? Uh, I thought you yeah. said Breeze, Manning, and Brady. I was like, I said whoa, whoa, Bree- whoa. Breeze, Brady, Manning, Rogers are the four that during our lifetime. I don't count Favre because he is a top ten, but that was like we were young. We weren't like you know digesting football like we are now. Like and same with Montana and Steve Young. You can make arguments there. The um. At the end of the day, you're right. Where can you fit these guys? And it seems like people can argue about Russell Wilson. If he wins a second Super Bowl, can he be like, there's going to run out of moment, like slots for the top 10 at some point. Yeah. So even I, in any sport, man, because at some point you can't like, at some point NBA, let's look at NBA even, right? At some point you can't just like disregard Tim Duncan's five championships. You can't disregard no. Kobe or Shaq. And it's like, well, what about Kareem and Wilt? And like, then you have LeBron and Jordan. And then you get to this situation where it's like, I can't really pull people out anymore unless they become like LeBron, right? Or unless yeah. they become Patrick Mahomes. You know, I, I genuinely think over these next 10, 15 years, Patrick Mahomes might be the only one that has that real shot. But then when I say that, and then I think in my head, man, what if Russ wins another one? Then you think, what if Justin Herbert, you know, has the right coach and wins two, three Super Bowls? Like, because he looked what he did his rookie year. And then it's like Trevor Lawrence, everyone says he's the next big thing. So it's like, at some point, we're getting to way too many good quarterbacks. No, no, totally, dude. And uh, I, I guess for me, just to answer that question, I mean, I don't have a real answer there. But how about this? Like, this is how I actually think of it. And it's very simple. For someone to get into that top 10 quarterback, they got to rip it out, right? You got to kind of like I talk about with the GOAT conversation. You want to become the GOAT? You can't kind of become the GOAT. You got to do what Brady did. It's like, oh, Montana's a GOAT. Oh, really? Let me win six Super Bowls, motherfucker. (laughs) Like two more than you did. And now I have six rings. Like he ripped it out. Like there's no conversation. Like I feel like when you want to go into a top 10 or you want to be a GOAT or you want to be the best ever, you got to kind of kick in that door and walk in and just be like, I'm here, bitches. Yeah, I disagree completely because I think as time goes, the standard gets higher and higher and it becomes impossible to break it down because well, but, at but some point. Think it, one, I one thing I want before. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not going to. I just want you to add one more thing to your thought, though. Because remember, stats are also higher now. So like then finish your stop and keep that in mind. That, that's the point is things get harder and harder to break. Barriers get harder to break. I mean, you're going to have Patrick Mahomes shatter every passing record, but at some point it stops, mm-hmm. right? Like right, no right. matter what happens, no matter – like let's just say hypothetically LeBron is better than Jordan and we, we decide that, right? You have Jordan and LeBron. The barrier to entry, and I know what you mean, like that it has to be like knock it down, like I'm here. But at some point, that barrier entry is not even possible anymore, right? Like, what what's the next standard? Win eight championships? Well, that might actually like for Patrick Mahomes. What's the standard? You have to win seven to beat Tom Brady. Like that's almost an unrealistic standard because you have to base every like fuck. He had Bill Belichick and the Patriots system, and he never got hurt in. You know, I don't know, whatever it is. So it's just so hard because it's so interesting. I think Brady had the lucky chance that Montana was like maybe the GOAT, but there was no like, there was nobody solidified yet. But but, but if you don't look like, hold on, Jordan, when Jordan became the GOAT, there was nobody yet. Like if Tim Duncan won five championships, if there was no Michael Jordan, Tim Duncan might be the GOAT or Kobe, right? But somebody, I think, always reaches the peak, but that doesn't always mean they're the, 
the best to ever do it. Like, I don't know. Does it really take seven Super Bowls for Mahomes? No, it might take four and for him to break every passing record. I don't know what it is, but I feel like when someone does it, you know, like you feel it. Like when Brady won that game against the Falcons down 28 to three and came back and win, everyone like you talked to like, oh yeah, Brady's the best quarterback of all time, huh? And hell yeah, he is. Like it kind of was like, all right, there's no argument. He just broke it down. He broke down the barrier. I just, I feel like there's a moment. Maybe it's not just breaking down a barrier, but I feel like there's a moment where you're like, holy shit, I've never seen that before. And I can't phantom seeing that again. Well, it'd be like, it'd be like LeBron if he wins this year or next year. And it's like, well, they both have six. And it's like, yeah, but LeBron just did it at like up to 38 years old and on three teams. And he went to 12 finals. Like, yeah, now that he's not. And he's an all-time leading scorer of all time. Yeah. And he broke right. every playoff record. Then you're like, okay, he might not have the 6-0, and but it's like he has the 6-12, and which is better than 6-0 and technically at some point. Mm-hmm. If you, and so it's that's where I, I think your theory of I'm here, bitches, doesn't really work. Because mm-hmm. I think for the next, the always, I think there's only like, I just feel like Brady and Jordan, for example, after they've broken this barrier, I don't know if anybody can break it in that way. It has to be, like you said, in different ways. Like Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. winning four, but like literally being the best quarterback ever while yeah, doing but mo- it. You know, but like so I guess hard. when, yeah, and there's like the Jordan thing, and then we'll move off because I feel like the Jordan LeBron conversation is always up somehow. But like I think, like you said, I think when Jordan retired, no one ever phantomed we would ever have a conversation about Michael Jordan not being the greatest. And I think when Brady retires, we'll have that same conversation. There'll be someone up there to challenge him. There always will be. Like Patrick Mahomes. Like Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> right it's way too early. Like, I mean, we thought, you know, Rogers in 2000, if I told you in 2009 or whatever it was, 2011, that that would have been Aaron Rogers' last Super Bowl win and we're in 2021. Now appearance, you're like, really? not just win. Yeah. yeah, and that's just win. Appearance, you're like, no way. That's not possible. And then, and then you tell him, but he was he's going to get really close in 2021, but 43-year-old Tom Brady's going to beat him. You'd yeah. On the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. On the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yeah. No, like, like, yeah. You'd literally be like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, yeah, Rodgers dude, might be retired, and so will Brady. Yeah, but that's the thing. Rodgers might play till Brady's age, which he won't because I feel like he doesn't like football as much, but he might play five, six more years and win two yeah, more championships. That, yeah, exactly. That's my kind of my point. So I think there will yeah. always be room for exception. Like if Russell Wilson like wins another Super Bowl and puts up big numbers, we might find a way to put him into the top 10. I mean, you yeah. start moving yeah. guys out like Steve Young, Dan Fouts, I don't know, some uh, uh, Sammy Baugh from the 1943 Washington football team. Um, is he a Redskin or is he a football team? I'm not quite sure at this point. Um I would never move him out of my top 10 because he shares That's the same right, name as you. Sammy um, Ball. The quarterback? Yeah. Slamming oh, yeah. Sammy. Yeah, we've gone too far. Once we got to Sammy Ball, I know we got too far. My my real question now is <laughs> um, the games. Quick thoughts. I, we kind of uh, gave our quick thoughts on our uh, Monday podcast, whenever yeah. it was. Um, and yeah. I know we kind of talked about the legacies and all that shit. In reality, like who's going to win? Eh, like, right. Who do you got? Uh, here, here, here's before we do that. I have a little fun exercise I played today on my podcast, the Just Talk Pod. Uh, check that out on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you watch. You listen to podcasts. How about this, Sammy? I, I want to do this with you. I'll, I'm gonna let you do the thoughts, and we'll get the predictions. How could each one of these teams win the game? 
So, for example, if the Chiefs were to win, how could they win? The Bills, how could they win? Bucks, Packers. I'll tell you my quick thoughts, too. Unfortunately, I have the same answer for all of them. Really? Okay, let's see what they are. That's okay. I have a different answer, so let's go through them. It's, it's, it's the same answer that I feel like it's been for every, almost every game this playoffs, outside of one, I, I would say. Um, and it's, um, it's kind of unfortunate because I think this is what the NFL has become. Every game is going to be which quarterback plays the best. Yeah, I know. True. But like, then again, at some point, like you can have two quarterbacks duel it out and be 41, 37. So like, I mean, yes, in, in the grand scheme of things you're right, that's exactly what it is like buff. But I think there's a little more to that. So let's just, let's try the exercise. Like what I would it did. take? That's it. Every quarter. <laughs> like that's-, yes, that's how I, that's how I see it. I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not trying to get fancy with you i'm telling you the how truth. About, how, to me i, I mean me, how about if I, a team has two punt returns for a touchdown but the other quarterback got outplayed like i mean that's a very fine scenario i, I know it I, is I, very fine no no i mean like, yeah, that, it makes that, would, sense. that would make no sense i mean to me i, I don't i'm not I, I can sit here and uh give you these random scenarios like i think the bucks will win if i don't know aaron Rodgers throws two picks but like in reality to me all my thoughts for mm-hmm. for this particular weekend, right? Mm-hmm. I think my like my thoughts. I think last week, I would say Baker Mayfield was probably the best performer in that Cleveland Chiefs game because you had Mahomes get hurt and Henny came in and he had that run. That run might have been the best play of the game, but like Baker was the best quarterback and they still lost. Um, but that's because of the way that game shaped out. I genuinely think like if Josh Allen doesn't come out hot against the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is gonna rub it, gonna shove it like shove the score down their throat and win the game. Mm-hmm. Um, if Josh Allen plays good, I think the Bills win. Like to me, that's kind of where I guess I can answer it in that way. I think okay. in general, regardless of what Patrick Mahomes does, I think if Josh Allen plays well from out the gate, the Bills win. If Josh Allen starts off slow, the Bills are gonna lose. All right, let's see that. That's cool. So that's the Bills. That's how the Bills can win the game. For me, I'm I'm with you on that one. That's actually the one I completely agree. The only way the Bills win this game is if Josh Allen comes out, guns steaming, and puts up 40 points, 35 points. Yeah. I I don't think there's any way. That's the only way the Bills win this game. That's what it's going to take. Yeah, that's how I feel. Otherwise, I'm yeah. I'm I'm straight with the Chiefs uh, yeah. because you know I think both teams, both teams' run games haven't been great. Uh, nope. the, the, but the advantage is. Patrick Mahomes has been there and Patrick Mahomes, as long as he is healthy, which he cleared concussion protocol today, as long as he's healthy, I, I expect him to outplay Josh Allen. So Same. for me, it's that, that I guess that's my one way the bills win. And I mm-hmm. think they do it. I'll give my prediction right there. And I think mm-hmm. they're going to do it. I think Josh Allen will outplay Patrick Mahomes, um, but that's going to require Josh Allen to come out really hot in the beginning. Yep. Uh, for me, I, for the chiefs, right. For example, I have them winning, uh, being able to win this game if they can do a bend don't break defense. I think both quarterbacks are going to be able to move the ball. But one thing we saw really well with the Kansas City Chiefs last year in their playoffs was their defense stepped up in each and every game and they bent, but they didn't break. That's in the Super Bowl, they bent and didn't break. In the uh, AFC Championship, they bend and didn't break. And then Patrick Mahomes made the big throw. I think that defense needs to play a little bit good and keep at least like the bills to a couple field goals in the red zone. Otherwise you're just going to get in a shootout and anything can happen in a shootout. I'll tell you my problem with this theory is both these defenses are very good at 
bend don't break. Yeah, so, I know. Uh, which <laughs> I think goes back to my point, which is basically whatever quarterback ends up playing better is going to win this game because both defenses, neither team has a good enough defense to like. Mm-hmm. I think lock up either quarterback. Like I, yep. I'm not. N- Patrick Mahomes is not going to have a dud, and neither is Josh Allen. I don't think either one will have like a dud of a game, like you know, a Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees type of game. They're all gonna, I think they're all gonna play okay. I think both defenses are very average, but you know, don't allow big plays like you're saying. So for me, at the end of the day, whichever quarterback exposes that defense a little more, I think is gonna win that game. And I'm picking Josh Allen solely because I feel like Patrick Mahomes over the last two years. Last year, they had to come back from every single game, including the Super Bowl, to win it. And then this year, it even took a Chad Henney third and 19 run to even get them here. I I just feel like their luck, and I'm not saying they won purely out of luck. I don't want that to be taken out of context. But I just feel like their luck has run out a little bit for for the last two years. I think Buffalo is going to kind of come through there. Yeah, I think I'm I'm picking Kansas City. Here's the thing. Um I was thinking about that, and I was kind of leaning Buffalo until I did a little. I d- dug up a little, like not that much research on the records and stuff. It's sort of like as much as we say that Kansas City limped in down the stretch, they had to come back from every game. Since week seven of last season, they've lost one game, and that was a fluky week five game to the uh, Las Vegas and don't call me Oakland Raiders. I mean, this team is twenty five and one in their last twenty six games, which is remarkable really it's one of the best runs in nfl history if you actually go back and look at it and to me that kansas city team now that before mahomes left the game with an injury looked like the uh, patrick mahomes and kansas city chiefs we have come to know um before the injury and then you know he got injured so maybe there's a health issue there but 25 and one in their last 26 yeah give me the chiefs and uh but I wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo won. I mean, it's not like, oh my God, you picked Buffalo. This is this. I think this game is going to come down to three, three to four points, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to guess both games. I, I've never been a. I don't think you are. I'm not. I'm never going to predict like a blowout in the AFC or NFC yeah. Championship game. I'm just not going to do it. I just feel like that'd be. That's almost just like trying too hard to make a big statement. You know, like it's yeah. they're both going to be close games. Um, I'm just taking Buffalo simply because I'm not saying that Kansas City limped. Over the oh, last yeah. two years, I'm saying that they have had a lot go their way in the playoffs, which was yeah. la- not go their way, but they've they've had to overcome so much. Every last year, first, second, third, and Super Bowl or second, third, and Super Bowl round, they came back by I think at, at least eight, 17 points every single game. Yeah, and then this like year that. you had Chad Henney kind of help them survive. And like I just feel like. Man, there has not been one clean game. And eventually that comes back to bite you in the ass. As a Seahawks fan, I know we're in Cleveland Browns hat, but as a Seahawks fan, I have seen a lot of the first two years, three years of Russell Wilson's career. Remember, we saw a lot of that bend, don't break. Oh, we came back. Oh, we'll figure it out. And then since we're then, still figuring it out. Still figuring it out. Since that interception in the Super Bowl, the Seahawks have been figuring it out. And I, I feel like Russell Wilson kind of, not statistically, but the team had the same thing that Patrick Mahomes had his first three years, right? Yeah. Uh, I think Russell Wilson, he went to the Super Bowl second year. Yes, second. Was it second? Yeah. Or, no, third year. Okay, third year. So he had the Atlanta right, Falcons right, lost. No, it? second year. They, was it? Because the they lost in the Falcons, lost in the playoffs the first year. That and was the second year. Wow, that yeah. was his second year. Won wow. the Super Bowl and then made it back to the Super Bowl. Okay, so actually Patrick Mahomes is uh, – 
going to the Super Bowl. He has the same trajectory as Russell Wilson. Sammy's like, I'm changing my my pick now. (laughs) Yeah, like, no, because it reminds me so much of that Seahawks team that you had – you had first year, a tough loss. Remember the Seahawks were up against Atlanta that first year, Russell Wilson's mm-hmm. uh, career. They were up, was it up one or two? And then Atlanta came down and hit that field goal. Like in, winning field goal, yeah. Yeah, like Matt Ryan drove down the field. Next year, win a Super Bowl. Then the year after that, the interception happened. Maybe Patrick Mahomes, like, they feel the same, right? Where, where they have that like, they just had so much shit go their way and comebacks yes. and all this. So maybe I'm right. Maybe that like it's just like the Seahawks and something's going to come back and there's going to be one. I feel like that interception Russell Wilson threw was kind of like the like football gods being like, we've given you guys too many like mm-hmm. Hail Marys and onside breaks, kicks too many breaks and here. missed field goals and all these things. I feel like the Chiefs are getting the same thing. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Um, moving on to the next game. Um, I also believe that the Chiefs luck or uh, it's not luck. They're uh Good fortune and winning streak and being 25 and one will end in the next round, regardless who they play, whether it's Tampa or Green Bay. So that's a little segue there. Uh, let's start off with the Buccaneers thing. We'll take for, for the Buc- <laughs> Thanks for that. Uh, thanks for I like I love when uh as as everyone knows, we're trying to make this podcast as authentic as possible. I love when George announces what he did. That's a segue right there. I know, it's kind of how I talk in real life, though, too. If you actually so let me let me get you to my segue. I, I mean, here. Here's the thing, though, Sammy. You know, you live with me long enough. I always do that. I'll make a joke like while sitting down in regular life and be like, "Ha that was a funny joke, huh?" Like it's kind of, that's just my personality, so it is natural. Um, but really, Sammy, um, Tampa Bay. What would it take for them to win the game? I have a different one. Like I know you're going to go with the quarterback, which they all the quarterback's the number one most important thing. But like, what what kind of scenario would you need for them to win the game? You can go first because I don't have. <laughs> I one. <laughs> well, here's the when thing: you I me, think- when you hit me with these questions, right? When the, like I like I George, you always do this. You always don't like my authentic answer, and you want me to answer differently. No, I'm no, I you, don't. Me, uh, it's the quarterbacks. Whoever plays better. I promise you we're not going to look back at Rodgers versus Brady and be like, wow, Tom Brady really outplayed him but lost. If, yeah, but if Tom Brady it, outplays – Sometimes the defense outplays. Like that's why – Sometimes. No, no, I'm saying sometimes the quarterback – Sometimes the quarterback plays bad because the defense played good. So you could say the defense stepped up or someone made a huge play or a special team. Imagine, like, imagine me asking you a question and you give me the answer and I tell you why your thoughts are wrong. No, no, I'm not telling <laughs> you your thoughts are wrong. I'm yeah, just telling you there are other scenarios. That's what I'm okay, well, saying. Okay, so well, give me your scenario. Watch this. Okay, well, here's the thing with the last game with the Buccaneers, and I think the Buccaneers have done this really well this season. That's getting the turnovers. Last game, they um, they were down, I think, 10 points. Uh, Cook Was it Cooks on New Orleans? Fumbles at, at midfield. Tampa goes downfield and makes it a three-point game. I think Tampa Bay wins this game by creating a turnover. Okay, whether I'm going intercept- to do what you do. I'm going to give you the rebuttal already. Let's forget about Cook's fumble, and let's also mention that Drew Brees mm-hmm. threw the ball to the other team. I think True. three times. Yeah, so, oh, absolutely. That was turnovers. That's what that was kind of my point. Yeah. Turnovers. Yeah, but tur- guess who would who guess who 90% of the bad turnovers came from? Actually, Drew 75%. Yeah, Drew Brees. 75. So for me, that's why I say like for for these weeks, I'm not you're right. Sometimes it's defense, but we don't have like a Ravens team or Titans of last year where it's running back and defense. For me, this year, for some reason, I'm just yeah. seeing it as whatever quarterback plays better, I would be. 
I'd be shocked if Aaron Rodgers outplays Tom Brady and loses this week because I think Green Bay is the better football team overall. Um, but I think whoever outplays each other, whoever plays better, is really going to get that win. Yeah, that's. I mean, and that goes to turnovers. Time, and that goes to turnovers too. And then most of the time, that's correct. So I'm, I'm just, I think, I just think that Tampa Bay can't win this game if it's a clean game without a turnover. I really don't. I think they need a turnover to win this game. Something has to go their way, whether it's a fumble on a punt return, a fumble on a kickoff, a bad snap. They need to turn over the ball and get a good fortune. Cause as you said, I think green Bay is the better football team there overall. So I just they think are. Tampa needs something to go their way, whether it's a fumble or a botched kickoff or a botched punt, like just something has to go that way to get them seven points or three points and get some free points on the board. Well, can I tell you something, George? Yeah. Guess what? I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but I do know this. I do know that Tom Brady is not going to lose to fucking Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. And so I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's so funny. I've gone back and forth a hundred times. I'm, I don't know who I'm. I, I'm with you. I'm taking Tampa. Let's go. It's, I feel like you just got to. I, I, I talked about this last podcast, and I said my good friend texted me this the other day, Austin Lee, um, who actually texted me today about my whoop. Also not an advertisement. Like George had his four hymns advertisement today. That wasn't an advertisement. I, oh, is I he a whoop a guy whoop. too? He's a whoop guy. So let's get in a group. So I'll throw him in our uh, Sports on Tap group maybe here. And awesome. Uh, but he's going to kick our ass, man. He's like a professional. Yeah, he's a trainer, so he's, he's like gonna, yeah. Bike, he goes biking seventy miles. So yeah, he's gonna make but, me look like good. shit. I, I beat George today on strain, but nobody cares about our damn strain. Not an advertisement. No. I love my whoop, but Austin Lee did tell me this. He said for many years he you know was playing devil's advocate with Brady and other people and Nick Saban. He said you know I've learned my lesson. Don't bet against Brady or Saban until they prove us wrong. And guess what? Mm-hmm. Guess who didn't prove? Guess who proved us right again this year? Nick Saban. And guess who I think is going to prove us right again is uh, Tom Brady. So I just can't bet against him. And if this is the time where he loses and it starts maybe going a little bit downhill, I wouldn't even say it's downhill, but just like this is the one time he lets you down, then it's the one time he lets you down. Yeah, and don't you feel like – I don't know why. Like I I really have gone back and forth on this same like 300 times. Like I cannot make a decision on this game. It's so competitive. It's going to be good. Obviously, both games can go either way, but my thing is like I just envision like isn't this a perfect story for? I mean, Brady's whole career has been a perfect story. Like, kind of has. I, yeah, I feel like this is just another chapter of a perfect story. I, I can't. I, I, I don't know. Like, I want to pick Rogers, but for some reason, I just see Tom Brady holding up the trophy at the end of his season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and be like, "Motherfuckers, still doing it." Yeah, number seven. I think he's gonna do it. Same. I really do too. Uh, and I, I, I know, like my mind, like, oh yeah, the Packers are a better football team. But just some people got like, they, they just get it done. And Brady's that guy. Yeah, we'll see. I'm not, I wouldn't see he is that guy. I don't know if he's gonna do it again. But I'm. Yeah, yeah. Just I'm basically, if this wasn't Tom Brady, if this was any other scenario, I'd be taking the Packers. Um, yeah, I'm well, just uh, for me, Brady. I, I would. If it was Jameis, I'd probably pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Probably true. I would take Aaron Rodgers over anyone, uh, unless it's Tom Brady. And so I think he's just—he's that one guy that you just can't bet against. Like, like I just don't know why I would this time, unless you're a Roger fanatic. I just don't understand why you would be like, you know what, this is the time Tom Brady loses because like so far he proved he just. 
gets it done every damn time. Yeah, That's I'm so excited. I'm amazing. so excited. That I mean, bo- I'm excited for both games, but that game especially, I'm like giddy for. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. All right, George. Well, we're going to be talking about NFL on um, probably Monday, right? After the games. So Absolutely. let's move on from NFL. And we're going to have two weeks of prepping for the damn Super Bowl. Um, and before we get to our NBA topic, I do want to talk about the Simpsons. Okay. Okay. The Simpsons predict fucking everything. Um, we've we've just had a... F- uh, they almost predicted like Trump dying from COVID, but that didn't really happen. You know, they had the casket thing. It was close. But um, even a couple of weeks ago, they predicted the Buffalo Bills socially distant game. They had this. This was two years ago. But the Simpsons predicted a Buffalo Bills game socially distanced. And I said, as it will happen here shortly. This was a couple of weeks ago. And you had 6,700 fans in Buffalo. So, of course, they predicted that. And then, was it yesterday, the inauguration? Two days ago. Yeah, Wednesday. Kamala Harris was wearing this outfit, George. And this was, whoever her name is in the episode, I think taking over for President Trump. Lisa Simpson. Lisa Simpson predicted Kamala Harris's inauguration outfit. So either the Simpsons are really smart, George, or, or somebody like Kamala Harris is fucking playing everybody. Which one do you think it is? I... Like, I'm almost at the point, like, come on, that's no way that's true, right? Like, I, when you said me that, I'm like, does someone, like, can somebody fact check this? Can someone check if it's the Simpsons fact, are right? actually, if it has been? Holy shit, the Simpsons are good, man. Like, it almost makes me wonder, are we just living in a simulation? Uh, I don't think we're living in a simulation, no. Because I but, saw a theory about that online the other day. I was like, are we living in a simulation? I don't think so. But then I'm like... The Simpsons keep predicting everything, and maybe we are living in a simulation. So if we are living in a simulation, I don't want to really know it either way. Yeah. Um, I think uh, – I just think it, it, it's – it's. I think it's all more – I think people fuck with us is what I think it is. I mean, I know that they asked about um, – uh, I know like somebody from the show has been asked about the Trump. He said, we predicted that he would be president back in 2000, but Trump was of course the most absurd placeholder joke name that we could think of at the time. Um, it was beyond satire. Yeah. I mean, he was like the apprentice. It was just Donald Trump. Yeah, right? yeah of course. And then, and then it just happens to happen. But then people ask, you know, and I think this is what's kind of going on in the internet right now, which is, is Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, however you say it, is she just fucking with us, right? Like she knows about all the conspiracy theories. I mean, she's young. She's not like, she's probably well-tuned with the internet. If you're running for politics these days, you're on the damn internet, right? Mm-hmm. She Maybe she saw this outfit and was like, maybe I'll just wear that one just to just to cause a stir. Absolutely. So, I mean, you're probably right there. So it's... Uh, uh, and there are a shit ton of other Simpsons predictions, George. Oh, I know. There's a shit ton of them all over the internet. We could probably do a full episode, my friend. Because um, I got a, I got an article up right now that's 15 times that The Simpsons predicted the future. That can be that'll be an article for another day, or not an article, yeah, article yeah. or podcast. If you're down, I love it. Let's get into our triple threat NBA topics. Oh, I love first, it. It's triple threat. Last night, George, or yesterday afternoon. Our first topic was for Mr. Steph Curry. Oh, my God. He came back against the Lakers. Could he win MVP? 
and dropped a 15-point loss to the Knicks last night. Unfortunately, he did have, because 30, he did have 30 points, and Draymond got thrown out for some bull. For yelling at his own teammate. I know. Um, but still... You can't. You, I don't. I don't care if you drop thirty-eight. It's not a good day to lose by fifteen of the Knicks. After we wrote the topic of Curry MVP, not not no. the performance, not not the result we wanted the day after doing that. Um, and I think my first thought is, you know, that Lakers game. The Lakers are obviously better than the Warriors, and this is not Absolutely. a shot at Steph Curry. Um, but Steph, man, you see what what could be if we had Clay Thompson there this year. You have Draymond Green. They have some young, decent pieces. This team really could have been one of the upper echelon of the West. The problem with the MVP campaign, the reason I don't think he'll get it, even though for parts of me thought so for a couple of weeks, but you realize, man, they might not even get they might not even get the seven or eight seed. Like it's going to be a tough one. If there's some injuries on the team or anything, and somebody misses a couple of games, they might not even make the playoffs. No, absolutely. And no, I don't think Steph is going to be MVP. And you know, I'm a big Steph Curry guy. And I just think it's remarkable that he's been able to come back and uh, play as well as he has with, you know, limited amount of scorers on his team and playmakers on his team. He's really damn good. He's still showing himself as maybe a top three, four, five player in the NBA. Uh, he's not LeBron James. I don't think anyone ever thought he was LeBron James. I do, do. I think he can win MVP. Yeah, but that'd be a narrative play, right? Like the MVP has been so much of a narrative thing. But if I was an MVP voter, I would not say that Steph deserves the MVP. But I don't know what kind of narrative they're gonna play. If they like somehow are the fifth seed, would people with the NBA media make it the narrative for him to win? Sure. But do I think he will? No. I I, I don't think he will win the MVP. I don't think he should win the MVP. Because I think it's time to acknowledge LeBron James deserves another. If we want to play the narrative game, like LeBron hasn't won an MVP since what, 2011? Like it's time, or is it 2014 or 11? I forget the exact date. Uh, 13 or 14. 13 or 14. It's time. Let's play that narrative. He deserves another MVP. Deserved it last year, actually. Um, But we had another Giannis outing. Uh, it's tough in the NBA because there are guys that deserve the MVP at some point. And you've kind of gotten some of those guys. You got the Kevin Durant got his, Giannis got his, Steph Curry got his. The, I think the biggest issue in the NBA was the two years that guys that probably don't deserve one got him, which was James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Them getting MVPs has kind of thrown off the flow of like maybe the two that LeBron should have gotten or one where you could have given to, to Steph Curry instead. Um I think those two guys kind of threw off the uh, the regular the sent the MVP. off a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I mean the problem with the MVP, man. At the end of the day, yeah, should LeBron have won another MVP since 2014? <laughs> probably, oh, yeah, probably, probably two or three of them to be completely. Yeah. want to be completely honest. Uh, I think the NBA crowns people way too early. It's the problem. Even Giannis, as great as his mm. statistics have been, does he need an MVP? I mean. Like it's was he really he better won. than I no. know, but is he really better than LeBron last you year? Like, I mean, he put up better numbers than LeBron did last year. So if okay. you want to play the narrative game, like that's my problem with the MVP. I mean, I, you've, we've gone into this before, but I hate how the MVP works. I think it's the wrong way to look at things. So yeah, if you want to look at it with the narrative game and just like it's either the best story or whoever is the best player on the best team and or the best record. And Giannis was the best player with the best record last year. The LeBron James story wasn't that 
freaking awesome last year, to be completely honest, because the year before he quit on his team and like took a hiatus and he did that with good reason because he knew he could kind of tank yeah, it and yeah, go get David. Anthony Davis. <laughs> so that narrative didn't work out. So it's like, all right, let's just give it to the guy with the best record on the best team. Yeah, my problem with that, it's just hard. Or you, like you said, they'll do it to like the highest scorer in the league, right? Yeah. Um, like James Harden averaged 34. Like I, I went through the top five right now, scorers in the league. Number six is Giannis, which, he, mm-hmm. you know, he's obviously going to be in that MVP race. He's averaging 27, 10.3, and five assists. Can I, can I tell you something about Giannis? Giannis could have to average 55 points a game to win MVP this year because there's probably because the NBA knows court. like we can't. We can't give it to him, and he didn't win a championship those two years. And yeah, yeah, Actually, yeah. No, I'm but, kidding about 55. You have to be the first person to score 40 points a game, like since Will. No, that's not true. I mean, if they if they only had like seven losses on the year, and he averaged 35, 10, and five, I mean, he might win the MVP again. Okay, yeah. But yeah, okay. right now, the top five scores in the NBA, there's only one of them that I think truly has a shot at winning MVP. Number one is Bradley Beal at 35 points per game. Uh, he's not winning MVP. They're the worst team in the NBA. You have Steph Curry at three. He's not going to win MVP because of the quality of the team. Damian Lillard at four. He's just not winning MVP. And five, Zach Levine. He's not winning MVP. The only person on that top five, which is Kevin Durant, that has a shot. But now that he has Kyrie and James Harden, he's probably not winning MVP. And then you have Giannis, Tatum, McCollum, Embiid, Luka. I think this year for the first time, we're going to start looking at that Embiid, Luca, like the tenth, eleventh best mm-hmm. scores, but like overall studs to get the MVP. I, I know Durant has Harden and Irving, but coming back from the injury they came back from, and if they are then somehow pull out the number one seed and he finishes as a number two or number one score in the NBA, he could win the MVP. I think you're right. That I mean that that would be a good narrative play if we want to go with the narrative uh, aspect of MVP. That's true. Uh, we kind of just hit all of our topics in a weird way, actually, because our topics was Steph Curry MVP. Nets update in Lakers, are they unbeatable? <laughs> and we kind of talk about the Lakers and what LeBron did there. Um, let's so, do a quick uh, while, 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 So while we're on our triple threat position, we just pulled up for three. Yeah, basically. That's the best way. Um, but basically, Brooklyn Nets. Let's do that update really quick, and then we'll just mention the Lakers really quick as well. Let's talk about those two teams. To me right now, we saw the Lakers beat the Bucks last night. Um, I still just think the Lakers are just better with Jan- or with LeBron and AD. They're better than Giannis and whoever, right? Better yeah, than Giannis yeah, and Drew Holiday. To- to- totally agree. I think right now, outside of Philadelphia, maybe sneaking in there and Boston, maybe sneaking in there. And I know that the Clippers are maybe the one seed right now, I think, or I think it's tied. I think the prohibited favorites on both sides have to be the Lakers and Nets. For yeah, me. I think so. I think so too. They, I, I would say on the Western Conference side, I think the Lakers are the prohibited favorites. They are number one, by the way, again. And Jazz yeah. are second, Clippers third. Yeah, but and on the Eastern side, I would have to make the Nets a slight favorite, not a prohibited favorite, just because I'd need to see. I, I need more. I need to see. Not. I need to more from the team. I need to see more before I make a decision on how they're going to mesh, yeah. how they're going to play. And I really don't. Honestly, I don't care what it looks like in game 15, 20, 30. I care what it looks like in the playoffs. And I just don't have data on it yet, right? Like I can tell you, though, do I think they're going to be the if I had to pick who's going to make it out of the East, it's the Nets. But I'm not going to say prohibitive favorites, but I'm going to say their favorites. I still like Boston a lot. 
Tatum, Brown, and when Kemba comes back, if healthy and good and clicking, I, I, I could see them making a run as well. But I'd have to give the Nets a slight edge. Yeah, the hard thing with the Nets, George, we're not going to see it until playoffs come. So I know, I know. I think, you know, like they've had one game, all three of them together, and they lost to Colin Sexton and the Cavs. And now they're down to the Cavs at the end of the first, but Durant's not playing. You have 13 points from Irving, and Harden, you know, is playing assist man. And it's like they're going to just be – testing waters because it's only 70 games this year and then playoffs we're really going to see if they can turn it up or not or if it's mm-hmm. a lack of chemistry um i'm i'm gonna go with still nets because of the talent in the finals mm-hmm. against the lakers but uh man i have a feeling i guess i'm kind of moving on from the nets because like i think it works but i don't i just have a feeling the lakers are winning again i don't know why yeah, I, feel I, like lebron I, I has like it going I, I mean you saw him last night is he yeah. still the best player in the NBA? Uh, in a weird I mean, way, you know, like a Tom Brady way. He's the he can have nights, and he's smart enough to pick those nights where he could. He is the best player in the NBA now. Can he be the best player in the NBA every single night for eighty-two games? No. no, not at this age. But he can pick and choose his spots, and that's all he has to do. He just has to get to the playoffs and coast through round one and two because you're going to be at a higher seed. So he has to be the best player in the NBA for the conference finals and the NBA finals. Can he do that for three? What is that? Three four week stretch? Yes. Your answer is basically that. He is still athletically good enough while being the smartest player in the NBA. Yeah. Basically. And one day, if he's not the smartest player in the NBA anymore, it might get harder as his, or See, if I, he's athletically. I, sorry, I take that back. Yeah. I mean, when uh-huh. he's not as athletic anymore yeah. or like doesn't, he has like more mileage, his smarts can't save him as much. Long, yeah, long. well, it, it, but my, my big thing always is like, uh, like not to like, you know, uh, make fun of your saying there that LeBron's the smartest guy in the NBA. I think he's a very smart basketball player, but I don't know if he's the smartest guy in the NBA. I like, I bet you there's a guy on the, like the 11th guy on the bench who's a backup point guard who's like just really damn smart at basketball. Like, I just don't know. Like, he is combination athleticism and smart like the combo nation because he's so damn smart at basketball is great but we all say oh he's the smartest guy in the nba or is he just the most fucking athletic human being to ever play any sport in nba history and he's pretty smart so that like kind of makes it easier to be smart no i think he's the smartest player in the nba because of not just when you say when i say smartest i don't mean basketball i mean everything like the way he takes care of his body the training the mind the teammate the strategy of, like you said, fucking flailing out on the Lakers because he knew somehow he's going to end up with AD. Like, he just knows what he's doing. Some guys don't have that. You know, like, I think... Um, but maybe you know, J.J. Barea could have that if he was 6'7 and could dunk. Yeah, but that's not how the smartest player works. Like, then no, I'm... I mean, I, then I'm no, because then Tom, then the NFL smartest player is probably a left guard, but, like, who gives a fuck? Like, really, the smartest player is, like, the court... When you say the smartest... You also take like, like, I hate these. I hate these conversations because because it's like, oh my god, well, Bill Gates isn't the smartest. There's a guy that's just as smart out there, but he just hasn't made it as big. Like, okay, great. Well, Bill Gates is still smarter. Like, I don't care. Yeah, but, but you said smart in the NBA. These guys made it are all in the NBA. Like, they're all in the top echelon. But I'm just saying, I don't know if that really matters. But like, maybe Steve Nash was a smarter basketball player than than LeBron James. But and that's why he get made what he made out of his body, not being athletically gifted. And now he's a coach. Maybe LeBron is that smart, and one day he coaches. But I have no idea. But I think he's ultra smart. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, 
I'm not going to question what I've heard from just like articles and coaches and all these things. Didn't mean to do that. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, just well, throw nobody's going to see that. So I accidentally <laughs> put LeBron's face on the screen for the podcast. You're not going to see it. So uh, I don't think it matters because if you just read about what P- NBA people say, they say LeBron's like a basketball genius and like workout genius and mind genius, whatever it is. Like, yeah, sure. He like, Rajon Rondo could be smarter than him. Great. But at the overall peak of things, LeBron's the smartest player because of what he's done. Like to me, it's a, it's a dumb conversation because like when somebody says somebody's the smartest, that doesn't mean they're literally the smartest. Like, I know, but but the, the problem with the conversation that you hate so much is there's no way to measure it, right? Like you can tell me he's the smartest that's and I can why, tell you that he's not. That's so, why I, that's why I think it's funny. a stupid conversation. When somebody yeah. says smartest, they just mean like for what he's done. You know what I mean? Like you can't, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you that some like, you know, ingenious guy at Microsoft is smarter than Bill Gates. He might actually be smarter than Bill Gates, but all the other aspects that made Bill Gates make, make him Bill Gates makes him smarter. And true. there's no arguing it. Like, well, that part. Yeah. True. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like LeBron, whatever he's done, there's been other, I don't care what anyone says. LeBron's not a one of a kind. We've seen guys come out with his body type. Like, and we've seen big guys, we've seen athletic bigs, we've seen maybe genetically like his knees hold up better, but he's also like, there's something he's done mentally, physically, financially for himself that has put him above the others. Yeah. Yeah, And part of that's this air. I just wonder sometimes, like if you throw Sean Kemp in this era and told him not to have 10 kids and do cocaine, would he and? have all the science, but he lasts as long as LeBron. I have no idea. I'm just saying there, there is something medically and scientifically with LeBron. And the I just answer, wonder, I, like you just answered it. The answer is no, because he chose to do cocaine and have 10 kids. If LeBron chose to do cocaine, well, he, might and have have cho- kids, he probably didn't choose to have 10 kids. Like, I mean, his choice had sex I mean, with that many girls, but yeah, probably not. That, to have 10 kids. So you answered the question. He chose to do cocaine and do these things. First of all, that was, that was so dumb. Science, science has nothing to do with Sean Kemp choosing to do cocaine. It's not like they were like, scientifically, cocaine's perfect for NBA players back then. It used to be in Coca-Cola, so who knows? Yeah, that was not in Sean Kemp's era 20 years ago. No, I know. You're right. I'm just... The choice is LeBron's chosen to be as good as, as he is in the sense of putting his body through it. Same as Tom Brady. I don't care what anyone says. Tom Brady, first of all, talk about genetics. He's fucking 6'5" built i know everyone's like oh he looked fat at his combine i don't give a damn like he was born six five like yeah he's he, that's like, kind of my point like kellen moore might be a smarter quarterback than him but he's not physically talented or gifted that's my point yeah well i'm gonna just go out on a limb from my opinion and say kellen moore is not smarter than tom brady okay that's, uh, I, I i choose i choose the best players to be the smart people because I don't think you can get there without being the smartest at all this right, time. I, I'm not saying he's the smartest basketball player of all time or football player of all time, but all right, yeah, yeah. Uh, we just look at, looking at it differently. Mind over matter, I guess. I think there's matter and then there's mind. Thank you for the uh, philosophy lesson. Yeah, thank you for the science lesson on the brain. Let's talk about the uh, last topic today, George, a non-sports topic. All right. It is, it is a, somewhat depressing topic that I don't know how this man is fine with it. A man lost his password 
to his Bitcoin that is worth $220 million. And this man claims that he is at peace, that he lost his password to the $220 million worth of Bitcoin. Excuse me, you're at peace? And who's to say this guy ain't fucking lying? Like, he says his pay has a passcode worth $220 million. He's doing interviews all around the world. I'm not saying he doesn't have $220 million worth of Bitcoin, but no one can see it. So how can we confirm for sure he's actually not just full of shit? Uh, Other than finding his password and unlocking it and finding out that there is all shit, there is $220 million in this bank account. He might be. I don't know because they say it's on a thumb drive and he knows exactly how many is 7,002 digital coins, which are now worth 40,000 a piece ish. I mean, it depends on the day. Um, I'm not sure, but. And here's a question because, you know, to put it on the thumb drive, you have to be like our our mother has one on a thumb drive that we had to have someone who's very technologically advanced, you know, do that for her. So you think the guy to put it on a thumb drive before Bitcoin was worth a lot of money would have been like smart enough to also like take a really care and caution. I got got an answer. The guy, apparently he's, he's still rich from Bitcoin. He had other thumb drives with his like majority of Bitcoin. He says he's mega rich off Bitcoin. So he's just, he's being honest. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. See, I felt he's a, bad he's for a, this guy. He's a crypto enthusiast, according to this New York Post. Oh, okay. So w- he lost one password of one of his thumb drives. Here's what it says. It was actually a really big milestone in my life where like, I sort of realized how I was going to define myself worth going forward. Uh, he said, I wasn't going to be about how much money I have in my bank account. Thomas, however, isn't going to the poor house anytime soon. The crypto enthusiast previously said he managed to hold on to enough Bitcoin to give him more riches than he knows what to do with. <laughs> oh, okay. Then, yeah. Still, like, sucks. 220 million is a lot, but, like, he's, he, he's having dinner tonight. He's having dinner tonight. He, so he's obviously still rich. But you know, right, Then I, I believe him. Then I believe him. I believe him, too. But guess what? This says 220 million worth of Bitcoin. says he's made peace losing his password. I don't give a fuck what he says. He didn't make peace. I'm sure no, he's he still upset. Yeah, he's, he's, he's upset. He made peace, maybe. But like, like look, uh, I think the United States and North Korea made peace right now. But they're still fucking pissed off at each other. Yeah, I mean, he, he, you know, he can't be happy. He can make peace. No, he's, he's not happy. He's, yeah, he's not thrilled. No. <laughs> all right, brother. I think that's all, all we right, got man, today. Man. We got the AFC-NFC Championship coming up this week. We'll be back Monday or Tuesday talking about all the games, breaking it down. Um, you know, one step at a time. And we'll be coming back with different with different uh, topics. That's going to be kind of our new thing, guys. So if you guys are here to the end, we appreciate it first and foremost. And secondly, you got to share this podcast, share it with everybody you know, um, and let's get this podcast rolling. You can find us at Poddad on Instagram and Twitter. Send us over ideas for cool random topics. It could even be sports topics, but just anything. Send us ideas. Follow us at the Sports on Tap for our brand on all platforms, and you can find us at thesportsontap.com. You know what they say, George. This is the That Being Said podcast, and they say we are the best brothers in sports. But I'm going to say something different today. We are the best brothers Mm. in sports and entertainment. You like that? Love it. Love it. This is the Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio. Redefined. Peace.